Hello and welcome to the Glacier Valley Church of God. Today's podcast was recorded live on Sunday before a full church. If there's anything we can do to bless you, to pray for you, please contact us at 907-789-3605. Glacier Valley Church of God, a place of hope, a place of healing. Us being in the church, us making that resolve that we're going to serve God no matter what. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about our, our resolve. And, you know, every year, let me give you this message first, or this, this uh, verse. And I'm not going to put the verses up on the screen. We've just been dealing with so much this morning, so bear with me. But if you have your Bible, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Uh, maybe um, someone could put that on Facebook for me. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verses seven through nine. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Second Corinthians chapter four, verses seven through nine, and it starts like this. He says, "But we, this is Paul writing, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side." That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yet not crushed, praise God, but not in despair. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. And I I just want you to dwell on that for a moment. Paul was going through so many things uh, in his missionary journeys. Everywhere he went, he was being persecuted. He was uh, was treated uh, just you know, horribly put in prison. He was beaten with rods, you know, shipwrecked. But Paul, even though he was discouraged at times, even though he was perplexed, even though he was crushed, or excuse me, he was hard-pressed, he was never crushed. He was never in despair. He was never forsaken. He was never destroyed. And I just want to encourage you today that we have to make a resolution in us that we're going to continue on no matter what in our faith. And let's talk about resolutions for a minute because every year, sorry, my nose is running because it's so cold in here. Every year we, we make these resolutions, don't we? And I mean, as a matter of fact, I did some statistics reading and in 2021, 43% of people in America made resolutions, New Year's resolutions. And the reason why we made resolutions is because we, we recognize things about us that we want to change. And typically what happens is we have a resolution like, I want to lose weight. Um, now, I'm not saying anybody here needs to lose weight, especially not me because I'm fit and trim. But we have this resolution, we want to lose weight, we want to exercise, we want to get in better shape. Yet, only 8% of the people actually keep their resolutions. And there's actually a date, they've done a study on this, there's a, an official date that people break their resolutions, and that date is February 1st. Isn't that crazy? We, we can barely keep our resolutions for the month, at least most people. I know there's, I make a resolution every year, and, I, I, and I, I resolve that I'm going to do better with my health, and I'm going to do better at this and do better at that, and I usually break it within three days because people keep bringing me chocolate, <laughs> and so I feel obligated to eat that. But it takes resolve to keep those resolutions. It, it takes this, this stamina about us to do that. And so I want to 
I want to correlate that about us, that even though we have a struggle keeping those resolutions, those physical resolutions, we have to somehow have that resolve in us to keep the spiritual resolutions that we need to keep, those things that are important to us between us and God. I want to talk to you about a, a leader. Uh, I, I was, I, you know I love watching movies, and I, I watched this movie about Winston Churchill, and it really just galvanized me because I never realized what, a, what an amazing failure he was. First of all, he was a failure. Everything he'd done up to that point was a complete failure. He had no success. But at that moment when Britain needed him the most, he was called upon, and he did this amazing job. Because at the time, Hitler was invading Europe, and, and the previous prime minister, Neville Chamberlain, he, he'd come to a peace agreement with him because Hitler had taken over the Czech Republic, and he had taken over some other things. And so they met with him, and, and they, they created peace. Because remember, 20 years prior, they'd just come out of uh, World War I, which was the greatest war up to that point, and they didn't want to go through this again. They were tired of fighting the battle. They were tired of, they were just a war-weary nation, and, and, and they said, we don't want to deal with this again. And so Never Chamberlain made this famous statement after meeting with Hitler in 1938. He said that he had achieved peace for our time. Peace for our time. However, he didn't realize that you can't make a deal with the devil. And that's exactly what Hitler was. He was the devil because of what he was doing. And less than a year later, Hitler was invading France, and he was invading Holland, and he was invading uh, Poland and all these places. And, and Winston Churchill was the only one to recognize the evil of Hitler. And people criticized him for it. And he says, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. But he knew that this was someone not to be trifled with. When they elected Winston Churchill, leader of Britain, their enemies were facing certain defeat at Dunkirk. Over 400,000 soldiers were about to be wiped off the map in Dunkirk. They were facing certain defeat. And if they were defeated, Britain would have lost the war because Germany could have easily invaded. Churchill fought against. He fought against the reality. He fought against the ability. He fought against the, 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 um, the trap of falling into peace with Hitler. And they brought in, some of you know the story, they, they called upon the civilian boats, they called upon uh, uh, people to pick them up, and they, they brought these soldiers home. And it was an amazing test of leadership because they had to do things differently than they ever have before. He, Churchill was alone. He was made fun of and he was abused and he, people just gave him a hard time. They said he didn't know what he was talking about. But it took resolve because he knew, he knew what was happening. He saw what was happening. Everyone else, and if you ever watched this movie, The Darkest Hour, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone was afraid. They had fear in their hearts. And, and brothers and sisters, this is why I'm talking about this morning because we're living in a world right now that maybe we're not facing a physical enemy like Hitler, but we're facing a spiritual enemy that is coming against the church, coming against our nation, and there's a lot of people out there with fear in their hearts, and they want to make a deal. They want to, they want to just say, hey, don't, don't, don't attack me anymore, or hey, I just, I, just want to, you know, I just want to live, live, and live, live. And I want to tell you that we have been called for a time such as this. 
We have been called for a time such as this, and we are in a battle like we've never, ever seen before. But this is not a time to capitulate. This is not a time to sue for peace because our enemy, the devil, will not have peace. There is a war going on, and brothers and sisters, we are called to battle. Amen? And yes, we're going things even now in this church. We're facing just, you know, frustration after frustration. Maybe you're facing frustration in your life, but the enemy will not rest until we are destroyed. Though at least that's what he thinks. But praise God, we are not going to be destroyed. The Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, and that is the church today. We will not let the enemy prevail against us. We will rise up. If we have to meet online, we'll meet online. If we have to meet in person, we'll meet in person. If I have to come to your house and have a Bible study, we're going to do this. Amen? Because I believe, I believe that we have been called for a time as this. It is not the time to roll over. It is the time to have resolve within us that God has called us. We are the church, praise God. We are the church, and God has called us to win the battle because the victory has already been won. See, Churchill never knew that victory was coming. He didn't know what the outcome would be. As a matter of fact, in his speeches, he said, we may lose. But brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you today, we will not lose. But what I fear is, because of the hard times we're going through, because this past year and a half, almost two years now, because of the things that are coming, many are walking away from the faith. They're walking away from the faith. And when I say they're walking away from the faith, it doesn't just mean that they're renouncing Jesus. Now, the devil's a little bit more slicker than that. It means they're walking away from the things that are important to Jesus. What's important to Jesus? The church. The church is important to Jesus. There's this, there's this uh, misunderstanding of Scripture that you can just go off and do your own thing and be isolated and not have to interact with anybody. And that is absolutely nowhere in Scripture. Everywhere I find in Scripture, the Bible says, come together. Amen? Come together. Be together. And I know we can't be together this morning, but we're together over, over Facebook. We're, over, uh, over, uh, we're together online, and, and that's the best we can do. Now, if that's the best we can do, that's okay. But the Bible says to come together because we need that fellowship. Amen? I, there's some people here this morning. Guys, thank you for being here. Praise God. This being here is important. Amen? Being here, it just, I mean, and, and I'm not saying for those who couldn't be here. I'm talking about being online. But being in the presence of each other when we can. And obviously today is difficult to do that because I think we still have another, what, 18 inches to go? I don't know. But I don't know where they're going to put the snow. Probably in front of my mailbox. I think that's where they're going to put it all, right? But praise God, we can still have fellowship, amen? We can still get together. And I believe that we're going to get through this together. But what we need to do is to not give up. Don't give up. So many people try to make a deal with the devil. They don't do it consciously, but they just say, hey, you know, don't mess with me. You know, I'm just going to operate here, and if I operate here, you, you, maybe you won't see me. But I want you to know, he's coming after you. He desires you. You know why he desires you? Because he wants to do anything he can to hurt the heart of the Father. He wants to do anything he can to crush the heart of God. 
And that does. When, when God loses someone that was in his church and his fellowship, that crushes his heart. And not just in his fellowship, people in the world. God loves all of us. And when he loves us, he doesn't want to lose anybody. But the devil is coming after us more than he ever has before. He's coming after you vigorously. He's coming after your family. He will do whatever it takes to destroy you. And whatever concessions you give him, you will soon lose that and much more. What do I mean by concessions? When you separate yourself from the fellowship, when you maybe watch a show that you shouldn't watch, when you do things that you shouldn't do, when you gossip, when you lie, when you hurt someone, when you give in to that temptation and you make those concessions, he doesn't just stop there. He will go all the way. He will go all the way until we destroyed. So how do we break through? How do we do this? How do we continue on when times get tough? How do we continue on when it's difficult? How do we continue on when it just seems like nothing's going away? It can be overwhelming, can't it? It can be frustrating. You, you know, it can be discouraging. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord has never forsaken us. The only way I can explain it to you, it's about to get real. It's about to get real. Our relationship with him, it's about to get real. But the worst thing we can do is to abandon that. As a matter of fact, Paul said this in 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. I'm going to read that again. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, he talked about people who abandoned the faith. He said, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. And it's, it's, it's easy to walk away. It's easy to, to step back. It's easy to give up. And there will be people who do that. There will be people who just give up. For brothers and sisters, I don't want that to be you. I don't want that to be you because whatever we go through right now, whatever we go through, our present suffering does not compare to the glory that we will receive. It doesn't compare to the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Sure, the enemy is going to fight against us because he sees what God is about to do in your life. Don't give up. Don't give up. Never surrender. Never surrender because I'm telling you, when you press on, when you keep going, when you hold your head up, you may be hurting, you may be in pain, you may want to give up, but don't do that because your redemption draws nigh. Your salvation draws nigh. Your peace draws nigh. See, it's going to get bad. I know this one isn't isn't something that seems uplifting. But it's going to get bad, so much so that Jesus even questioned in Luke chapter 18, verse 8. Luke chapter 18, verse 8. He says this, I will tell you, I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. This is the part I want to mention. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, 
will he really find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? He knows how bad it's going to get. He knows what's coming. For the past two years, we've kind of had kind of a foreshadowing, but yet this is why we need to come together. When we were down in Georgia last week, I saw something that I've never seen before. In Alaska, we're used to not being able to get things. I know when you order from Amazon, they always say, we don't ship to foreign countries. I don't understand that. So we're in Alaska, we're used to not having things. But in Georgia, I saw something I've never seen. I saw entire parking lots where car dealerships were, were empty. They can't get cars. Grocery stores, their shelves were empty. I saw where you would go to a restaurant and you want a particular uh, meal and they didn't have it. Went to Cracker Barrel. Anybody know Cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel is like an amazing restaurant. I love this place. Good country cooking. And they were out of hash brown casserole. And I, I just, that would amaze me. And they said, we're having a supply problem with potatoes. Potatoes. Potatoes are everywhere. But again, this is the problem that we are starting to face as a nation. And I, I want to share this with you. And it's important I share with you because of the hardships we are about to receive. America used to be the land of plenty, but we are no longer the land of plenty. There's a battle coming. A spiritual battle against the church, against his people. A battle for this country. We must show resolve. We must press on. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about how we can finish strong. And this is why this is important, because we've been experiencing revival here. People have been getting saved. People have been receiving from the Lord. As a matter of fact, just on Friday, we were able to lead someone to the Lord before they passed. And we just want to reach out to the quick family and let them know that we love you and we were with you and we're praying for you with Ben's passing. But Ben made his heart right with the Lord. Praise God. I mean, that just shows revival in the church. But a lot of churches get to this point of revival and they fall short because the enemy starts coming against them. And not just the church, against people. And they get frustrated and they get overwhelmed. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Let me read this to you. And thank you for whoever's putting the scripture up on the screen. Therefore, we also, man, I just, I'm sorry, I just feel the Holy Spirit. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking unto us, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm going to share a story with you on our trip. 
flying was normally flying is difficult. It used to be flying was fun. You get a little meal, but now it's flying. It's just it was a nightmare. And coming out of Atlanta, we had about an hour and a half uh, delay. And as you know, flying into Seattle, there's always these connection issues. And we flew into Seattle, and and uh, the pilot took his time getting to the gate, and we were flying out of gate N, and uh, the gate that they took us to was gate D, so we had literally 10 minutes to get to our plane, and so uh, they, you know, they let us off the plane early, and so we got off the plane, we were stressing out, everybody was stressing out, and uh, uh, we were on the, the, uh, um, the train, and those of you who have flown to Seattle, you know what I'm talking about, we're on the train, and I, I looked at Jenny and, and, uh, and Julie, and I said, okay, I'm going to run ahead. And we'll just try to get there as quick as we can, and, and we'll do it, okay? Just, I'm going to run, and you guys run. And so uh, I took the stairs because I thought that would be fastest, but I got stuck behind somebody, and, and, uh, and, and so I couldn't go as fast as I wanted to. And I looked over, and Jenny and Julie were running up the escalator. <laughs> they were just, like, passing me, and, and they were, like, Way they were down to the gate before I could even get there, and so I got off the stairs and I started I started running and I you know, I just ran up at least three flights of stairs. I want to say ten flights. This is what it felt like. So I started running and my heart started going really fast and I realized maybe I'm a little out of shape. Maybe so I'm like running as fast as I can and I was like I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. If they leave me. They leave me. I can't go anymore. I can't do this. I can't make it. I, I'm just, I can't make it. Then the flight attendant come up to me. And she said, sir, sir, you don't have to run. We'll wait for you. You can make it. You can do it. And I got to the gate. And Jenny and Julie were waiting at the gate. And they said, come on, Keith, hurry up, hurry up. You can make it. I said, I can't make it. I can't make it. <laughs> you can make it. Now, granted, they didn't come walk with me, but still, I made it. I was expecting my daughter to come up and kind of help me, but she just kind of looked at me. <laughs> they didn't want to miss the flight. But sometimes we feel like that, don't we? We run and we're tired and we're frustrated. I'm sorry, I'm cold and my nose is running. We're frustrated and we think, I can't do this anymore. I see the gate, but I can't make it. But you can. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit calls out to you and says, you can do it. You can make it. We'll wait on you. Praise God. We'll wait on you. Because the Lord is loving and compassionate. And the Holy Spirit is not just calling out to you. He's calling out to the people of Juno. I'll wait on you. Come, come, come. Don't give up. Come. Victory lies ahead. And sure, you may be frustrated this morning. You may be at your wit's end. You may feel like you're not going to make it, but you will. Don't give up. 
I want to read this last thing to you. This is part of the speech that Churchill gave to Parliament. They were about ready to force him to resign as Prime Minister. And he gave this speech. He said, Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have fallen or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France and we shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We will never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Brothers and sisters, I tell you today, we will not give up as a church. We will not stop. We will fight. We will fight. We will fight. We will fight with the word of God. We will fight with prayer. We will continue on until every last person is saved. God willing, we will do whatever it takes. And I I want to tell you this morning, we don't give up here. Amen. We don't step aside. We continue together. You can do this. You can do this. I'm going to tell you why you can do it. Because in the end, nothing separates us from the love of God. Romans 8, verses 38 through 9, says this. Romans 8, 38-39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or anything created, or any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, if God loves us, then we're already victorious. But we must show resolve. We must. We must show resolve. And what does that mean? In our weakest and lowest moments, when it feels like our prayers get about this high, We must continue to pray. When it seems like the world is crashing down around us and bad news after bad news comes, we must trust the Lord. We must trust the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge Him. And then we love each other. We support each other. We pray for each other. We do those things. We're not only going to make it, but we're going to thrive. We came through COVID in the beginning. 
We're going to come through this year. We're going to come through in a way like we've never been before. We're going to be stronger. We're going to be more powerful in his name. We're going to have more of a relationship with Jesus than we ever have before. He's going to become real to us. But brothers and sisters, I'm prophesying to you that things are not going to get easier. And whoever says it is, is not of God. But if we hold together, if we hold together, God's Spirit is not only going to guide us through, but it's going to make us stronger. We're going to have confidence, and we're going to know that we know that the end is coming. You know what the end means? You know what it means? It means we're going to heaven. We're not going to have to deal with this anymore. We're going to heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to go to heaven. I want my kids to go to heaven. I want my wife and my family to go to heaven. That's why we have to show resolve. Maybe today you don't think you can. Maybe today you think, Pastor, that's not me. I, going in without me, I can't make it. I, I can't do it. I, I'm, just, I'm failing. I can't make it. I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit is reaching out to you today and saying, you can. He'll wait for us. You can make it. You can make it. I can make it. We can do it together. We resolve. We resolve in the face of the attacks of the enemy in our lives to be a church that loves God, loves people. And by the way, a lot of churches say that. But when it comes down to it, do they? I'm not making accusations. I'm just making a statement. Because that seems to be one of these things that churches say. We love God and love people. And I'm not attacking any church. So I don't think that. We have to love people, which means we love them through their weakness. And we love them through their difficulties. People are not going to be perfect coming out of the gate. We show them grace and we show them mercy. We don't abandon them. Brothers and sisters, for those who came this morning, thank you. If you couldn't come, don't worry about it. It's okay. You're online with us. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. I hope today was encouraging to you. I hope that you found solace in Him. At this moment, we probably will not have service tonight here just based on the fact that we don't have water still and it's going to take until tomorrow before we get our water restored. We will do something online, uh, prayer. We will do something. I'm not sure what yet. So just stay tuned to Facebook. But I want to pray with you as we close. Thank you to those who are helping me out today. I appreciate it. I want you to know that the Father loves you. When we come together, we believe in Him. He's going to do miracles in your life. Father, I pray for those, Lord, who need you today. Father, they need encouragement. They need uplifting, God. They need joy. They need time with you, God. Lord, give us 
that spirit about us that helps us to press forward when things aren't easy. I know it's within us, God. I know it is, God. And you can do that, Lord. I pray, Lord. I pray, God, all that's within me for your grace today. I pray for your grace with each other. Bless us, God. Bless us, Father. Thank you for who you are and what you've done. In your name, amen. Just know, not only did I miss you, I love you. And I know you missed me too. We're going to continue to have church. I don't know what capacity. You know, we've done this before. This is nothing to us. We got this. But don't give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our service. Be sure to catch the video edition of this on either YouTube or Facebook Live. Again, if you need prayer, contact us at 907-789-3605. May God richly bless you in all things.